0: How your tennis rating can be a bad thing. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong. Can you do it? Break through. Can you move on wherever you Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Sign up for my 2020 adult tennis lesson series right here in Miami in the heart of Coconut Grove. I've got Monday night intermediate and Tuesday night novice classes. All you got to do is log on to BackhandCity.com and seek the tennis registration link to reserve your spot in class. Each evening session starts at 7.30 p.m. Well, today's topic How your tennis rating can be a bad thing. Before I get into the bad thing or the negative connotations that kind of come up with tennis ratings, first thing I want to do is define what a tennis rating is. And what tennis did is they started this and they've kind of repurposed it from golf handicapping. If you've ever played golf or you ask anybody their handicap, they've got a universal handicap system that rates the quality and the difficulty of the course you play. And then you just write your scores in. And then after a certain amount of scores have been recording, they start to get a feel for your handicap. Now, all these ratings systems have their own flaws because people kind of can manipulate them how they see fit. For instance, I was playing golf Thursday in a foursome with a couple of friends. I'm not a big golfer. I probably play once a year, but in golf, they have a thing called a mulligan, which is a fancy way of saying you get a do over. So a lot of people will take their do overs off the tee and they'll hit a mulligan. They'll hit a second shot if they don't like their tee shot. So again, when people come up with their score and one guy in our group had an 83, well, they didn't calculate how many mulligans they took. They just wrote down their score with their mulligans. So the issue with this stuff is it can be manipulated a little bit. And that's a pretty good example. So the history of the rating system started in 1978. And the goal was to get everybody rated so you could play like-minded individuals that were good competition for you. So the rating scale has started with a 1.0, which is a beginner, up to a touring pro with a world ranking, which would be a 7.0. And so it would go in increments, Of half a point to go from 1.5 to 2.0 to 2.5 to 3.0 most tennis players that go by ratings are anywhere between 3.5 4.0 and 4.5 that's the most people that really pay attention to it obviously there's a bunch of beginners out there that don't know about the rating system they would fall into the millions that would go into that category but there's several hundred thousand people in the u.s that have a rating between 3.5 and 4.5. A lot of Europeans don't even know what they've heard of the rating system, but they're not that familiar with it. Now, that leads us to our next point. There has become an infusion of new rating systems. Probably the latest to really create traction is the Universal Tennis Rating System. They've expanded it. I think it goes up to about 18 And it starts about 1. So what they're trying to do is even expand it greater because they feel like there's more room and nuance between player levels. And, of course, they also want to put genders together as well so you can play anyone from any age and gender. So the Universal Tennis Rating has become popular. And, in fact, they've got a lot of uh, backing and financing. And they're making a big push to standardize UTR as the default rating system. I will include all the links in the show notes if you want to go check them out. Um, You can see the different ways to find a rating. Uh, One of them, the NTRP stuff, is just for league players. The UTR, you can even put in a famous tennis player and compare your rating versus a world-class player. There is a new rating system that's being released also in 2020 by the International Tennis Federation is they're going to put their rating into the pool of rating possibilities. It's going to be called your world tennis number. And again, that will work very similar to a golf handicap. They're unveiling it now. I don't know the scale. I think they're kind of doing this uh, as they go along, as they get player feedback, but basically after a certain amount of leagues or tournaments or matches You will enter scores and then have yourself a tennis number. So theoretically, by the end of 2020, you could have a world tennis number, a universal tennis rating, and you could have the traditional national tennis rating program. So there are four different or three different rating systems right there. Now, I remember when I was at first exposed to ratings, there was three different ways to get a rating or two that I can remember is you would just go to a visual rating day. Where if you were considering playing in the USTA league, they had a night where you just went and hit, and verifiers would sit there with a clipboard, and they would note all your skills, and then give you a rating from there, and that rating would allow you to play in a certain league. So it kind of became an art form for some people that were trying to play down, and they would fake their skill set. And the ratings people, their job was to be savvy enough to see through that. It got really complicated with all these visual ratings. And finally, the USDA just said, you know what? We're going to let everybody do their own rating to start. And then your results from there will go into the algorithm. And that will spit out your true rating after a certain amount of matches. What ended up happening? Some of the negative things that ended up happening is everybody, well, not everybody, but the majority of people were sandbagging. Nobody wanted to get bumped up because they would get crushed in the next level. They were perfectly content playing an example of their 3-5 league. They didn't want to get bumped up to 4-0 because they didn't want to lose as much. So everybody was sandbagging. The USTA kind of saw this, and they just adjusted their algorithm and bumped everybody down a half a point several years ago to restart the thing. So that's kind of what spurned the UTR and all these other rating systems. And computer ratings that are coming out, Um, it's an imperfect system, but it is effective in kind of letting you know where you're at and who you're going to play. And a lot of times when I qualify people for tennis lessons, when they fill out my private lesson application form, one of the first things I ask is, do you have a tennis rating? Do you have any experience playing leagues or tournaments? Because it's easy for me to look them up and kind of get a feel for their skill set. I would say if you join any like online find a partner services, some are free, some are paid. A lot of people will just put their self-rating under there that's unverified. Typically, people are about a point high. So if you see somebody who says they're a 4.0, they're probably a 3 If you see somebody who says they're a 5.0, they're probably a 4 Most beginners don't lie. You know, it's hard to kind of lie as a beginner. People do it. They overrate themselves. I think people remember their best day and use that as their rating. So that's another bad thing. It can just get into this kind of weird mindset of trying to judge yourself and compare yourself to others. And I think that's kind of the bad part of it, the danger of it. I think if you have a good spirit about it and you just go play all your matches, you try your best and you play 10, 12 matches, and you look at the end of the year, you'll be able to see what your progress was and how it was made. So I think the intention and the purpose is good, but I think there's a lot of flaws in the system because people aren't honest with themselves or they don't really know how to judge themselves accurately. It's very biased. And I think it's kind of like the mulligan in golf. You know, if you take three mulligans every round of 18 holes, it's going to skew your uh, handicap. So I hope that wasn't too overwhelming. There is a lot of information out there about ratings. A lot of people ask me what their rating is. I try to stay away from that topic, and but if people ask, I will give my honest opinion. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that's when